Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Another Thursday, another podcast. Today's episode is one that I consider long overdue. I've tagged it consistency. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because there is barely a day or a week that goes by that somebody doesn't seem intrigued by my consistency. I get comments all the time from friends, from customers, from followers, from observers who say to me, oh, you've been so consistent at your business. You've been doing this for the past 20 years and you've been consistent with your quality. You've been consistent with your content. I hear people referencing my fitness journey, my friends in particular, talking about how I'm so consistent with my exercising and with my diet. And of course, even regarding my podcast, I hear people constantly saying to me, Oh, I look forward to listening to your podcast because I know Comrade Come Shine is going to show up within reason, of course. And it made me realize that I may have I may be onto something here if so many people seem intrigued. To be honest, the reason why I was surprised that people were associating me with this thing was because growing up, I was never that consistent, disciplined child. I honestly don't believe I'm naturally wired to to be consistent. My mom used to say to me, I think you are, you know, she used to say to me, I think you are mentally lazy. And she didn't say to insult me. She was a great mom. But for lack of a better term or phrase, she coined that up to represent my resistance to doing things on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. And as I grew older, it was something that bothered me as well because I could identify that trait in myself. I wasn't the kind of person that liked doing something for a long period of time. And most creatives are wired that way. We get bored quite easily and we're always looking for the next new shiny thing to do. And if you're a business person, you know that if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to do anything worthwhile, you need to invest the time in doing things regularly. You need to invest the time in even some mundane tasks that would help build up this this new thing you're trying to do. And if you don't embrace that fact, you are going to find that you keep jumping from one business venture to the other You keep getting bored, you keep getting discouraged, you keep getting tired, and you keep looking for the next thing that will give you that boost of adrenaline, right? Which is what, you know, new things do for for us, you know? And so it, it worried me, it bothered me that I wasn't that kind of person that could stick to it, you know? And for me, that meant 
I wasn't the kind of person that could really hone in on my craft or, you know, establish roots anywhere. It bothered me, it really did. But somehow I managed to turn that around. And these days, anything I learn, I'm, I feel obligated to teach. You know, we are all simultaneous learners and teachers. That's what keeps the cycle of knowledge going around. Once I've hacked something, once I've learned something, I'm obligated to teach somebody else and vice versa. So I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly teaching. And this is something I think I need to talk about, I need to own. Now I, I kind of have owned it. I've accepted the fact that, you know what, you do have a tendency to be consistent at things. You have been consistent with your business. You have been consistent in your fitness journey. You have been consistent at podcasting. You know, you've written a book. It takes consistency to start that and finish, you know. So I'm owning it now. I'm owning it. I'm committed to doing more of it, but now doing it a little bit more deliberately. Now, what is interesting for me, even in this journey to becoming my better self is that a lot of the things that I do have come from years of learning of changing behavior tweaking it ever so slightly a lot of the things I do now are intuitive but when you do something intuitive and then you find out that it is backed by science backed by a life principle backed by scientific theories then you know you need to be a bit more deliberate about doing those things more, you know, so that it really becomes part of who you are. That's what I found out about this whole consistency thing. I'm an avid reader, you know, I read a lot. I'm particularly passionate or, you know, I particularly like audiobooks. So I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I read a lot of books. And I think over the years, some of my learnings have rubbed off on the way I think and that has helped me um, do some of the things that I do. So even though I say they're intuitive, I'm sure they're not unrelated to the many books that I've read, many conferences I've attended, the type of people I move around with. You know, so I'm not going to take anything away from that. I say that because I want you to be deliberate about what you expose yourself to so that when these things rub off on you, you know, your default position would be to do some of these things that um, I found that I was doing. Anyway, anyway, I'm rambling. Let me go straight into the meat of this thing. So how am I, how have I become consistent? What has helped me become more consistent at the things that I want to do? What are the things that have kind of um, encouraged my consistency? I'm going to talk about several of them. I'm starting from number one. Most of my consistency references will be related to my fitness journey because that is one area where I find that even the most successful people struggle with, you know. So I'm going to reference my fitness journey quite a bit in this episode. Now, when I was going to start my fitness journey, I realized that I had been doing it wrong prior to this starting this particular um, season, I would say. If you read my book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, please get the book if you haven't. 
I referenced my fitness journey quite a bit and I talked about how I had done it wrong, how I had been looking for quick fixes, how I finally got to a point where my health was jeopardized and I needed to make a change. Now when people talk about making fitness a lifestyle, when they talk about healthy habits, they're talking about being consistent, about doing small things well. That's what it is. I believe consistency and habits are synonymous, right? So when you say you're consistent at exercising, what you're saying in other words is, you know, you've imbibed the habit of exercising. You know, so one thing that helped me was, first of all, making that decision. And this is the first point I'm making regarding being consistent. It starts with a resolve. Being consistent is one thing, but being consistent starts with a decision. Let me tell you something, and you can take this to the bank. This is how it works. The world is waiting for you to decide. I dare say God is waiting for you to get to a point where you make that decision for yourself. Where you stop looking for excuses, where you stop seeking other people's opinion, where you get tired of where you're coming from, where you are, and you make that decision and say, you know what, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to build this business. I'm going to tone my body. I'm going to get fit. It starts with a decision. I made that decision five years ago and I said, you know what, I'm not going to get into my 40s like this. I could barely walk up the stairs without panting. My knees were creaking. I was in my late 30s. There was no reason why I should have been in that shape. But years of stress and years of ignoring my health and years of looking for quick fixes had finally caught up with me. I talk about this in detail in my book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line. And I made a decision. So tip number one, if you're trying to be consistent, you're trying to build new habits around a goal or a task or a vision, start first with a decision. And mean it. Make this non-negotiable. Say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to do this, this thing that you know has kind of eluded me all these years. Start with a resolve. What I've realized, you know, and this this is true in fitness, but very, very true in business, is that opportunities abound, help abounds, grace abounds, but we don't see these things until we make that decision. You know, I had an experience recently where I was looking for a supplier in my business and I couldn't find one. So I was at the verge of scrapping the entire product line altogether. But this was something I really wanted to do. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to keep looking for this supplier until I find it. I'm going to put this product line out. I'm just going to do it. Guess what? Somehow, by asking around, by researching, I found the perfect supplier. And now that product line is in the works. The same thing with um, my fitness journey. The moment I made that decision, it wasn't a decision I made in guilt. I wasn't putting myself down. I just made that decision. I am not going to 
go into my 40s like this. I'm going to finally lose this weight and I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time by doing it a day at a time. So that's the very first thing I want you to do. Articulate it even to yourself. Go in front of the mirror and say to yourself, call your name. Tommy, you are going to lose this weight. Tommy, you are going to build this business. Tommy, you are going to raise these children. Whatever it is that you feel you really want to do, but somehow you have not found the energy or the resolve or the dedication, the commitment to do it, start first by speaking to yourself and making that decision. Make it non-negotiable. Give yourself a time. I gave myself a time when I was trying to lose the weight. I said to myself, by the 1st of December, which was my birthday, I would have lost 15 kg. That was, I said, I just, I just made that declaration. By the 1st of December, I would have lost 15 kg. I made that decision on my 39th birthday and decided that by my 40th birthday, I would have lost the weight. I just made that decision. People said all sorts of things. Some people said to me, oh, you're not even so big. Some people said, oh, you know, don't enjoy yourself. You know, people said all sorts of things to me. And they were not trying to discourage me. They were actually trying to encourage me to remain the way I was. But this is what I wanted. So step number one, make that decision, that resolve. I, de I dedicated an entire lesson to this point in my book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line. So please um, get that book to read a little bit more about that that decision number two being accountable if you want to form a new habit if you want to be consistent about something get yourself accountable there are different ways to be accountable you can get an accountability partner which is kind of the popular trendy way of um, going about accountability now i'm all for it find somebody who will put you to task Somebody who would not allow you to skimp on your decision. Somebody who is also committed to becoming their better, their better self. If it is somebody also on the path or journey that you are on, that's even better. But find accountability. For me, how did I find accountability? I did two things regarding my fitness journey. The first thing I did was join a group. I joined a group of women. It was a fitness group. We came together like four days a week. We came together and we hired a coach who would come to take us through several um, workout routines, you know, at least thrice a week. I committed myself to this group. I would wake up in the morning. I would show up there. I was encouraged to see other women, some significantly older than I am, some much younger than I am, some were contemporaries. Everybody at different levels of fitness. Some people coming to maintain, some people coming to shed even more weight than I wanted to shed. Some who looked like um, they didn't have a lot to shed, but they wanted to just be part of a social group. People came with different intentions, but all of us came together to exercise. That was what we came to do. This move helped me significantly. It did two things for me. Number one, it delivered inspiration. Seeing other people pushing themselves just as hard um, encouraged me to do the same. Number two, it gave me a social platform. We are all social beings. If you 
find yourself lacking motivation try and connect it to, to socials somehow it helps you know so I looked forward to meeting these women I looked forward to talking to them I had forged friendships there so it was something I looked forward to so that helped me in in going for the for the workout routines um, and the last thing that it delivered was discipline it gave me some kind of a schedule so I knew that at this particular time on these days of the week this is where I needed to be and this was what I was going to do so it helped me along those lines so I would say do that find accountability you know I did that with the group the group delivered accountability delivered inspiration it delivered a social opportunity an opportunity for me to in, to interact with other people one thing that it really delivered to me was accountability on the days when I didn't show up I got people calling we, we put together a whatsapp group and you know people will call out people who hadn't come we're encouraged to post our meals on the platform as well you know somebody was actually committed to calling every single one of us you know in the mornings of the day of the exercises to encourage us to show up so that really 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 helped me you know and it's something i would recommend anybody at the formative stages of um, a healthy lifestyle so that that was that was number two number three is attaching that task that um to exercise to something i found considerably enjoyable in my case this is what i did i made my exercise time my me time i made my exercise time the time when i would get in touch with myself it was a time when I would listen to my ebooks. It was a time when I would listen to podcasts that I had subscribed to. It was a time when I would listen to messages or sermons that T.D. Jakes was my running buddy. You know, T.D. Jakes was my running buddy. I would listen to his messages as I ran and it really helped me. Um, I also downloaded some apps. There are many fitness apps. There's an app called Nike Run Club that helped me in my running. The good thing about Nike Run Club is that it imbibes storytelling with inspiration, with instructions. So we're listening to, to stories from athletes and from celebrities and other people who are committed to fitness journey, telling us how they've gone about it and also helping us um, finish our routine. These two things helped me immensely and I would recommend it. Um, now, I have imbibed that habit so much so that working out is not something I have to do just because I want to listen to my podcast, even though I still do. Anytime I run, I must listen to either an audiobook or a podcast. I still do that. Like I said, um, habits are not something that just go away. But now, I am now inspired to even explore other kinds of exercise outside of um, running or walking so now i i do high intensity inter high intensity interval training programs some of which i have bought you know i just completed a 90 day program today actually so yay it yay me you know but these are some of the things i've done um i'm subscribed to several youtube channels um, one that I'm particularly fond of now is a YouTube channel where 
um, I go through their skipping routine like at least twice or three times a week. I absolutely love skipping. I just took on skipping about four, five months ago. You know, so these are the things that help me. I have made this thing enjoyable. I realize that I need to enjoy it. I need, I know it's not easy in itself. Running in itself is not particularly a task I enjoy, but listening to the audiobooks, listening to the podcast is something I enjoy immensely. And I have connected the two. So if I am to run, then I need to listen. It's an opportunity to listen to this, to this audiobook. And that has really, really helped me um, to read more books, introduce me to a lot of new, new authors. That has just been awesome. So that's the third thing. Please attach these habits or the task that, um, or the acts, the task involved in this habit. Attach it to something you enjoy. You know, let one habit piggyback on something you enjoy. And you will find that it will encourage you to be consistent at it. That is the one thing that helped me be consistent at exercise. That's the one thing that helped me be consistent with exercise. And I've done this for five years. Anytime I go running, I still listen to my podcasts. I still listen to my audiobooks. And now that I have been able to introduce myself to other kinds of exercises, I enjoy them now. I'm, I look out for routines that I enjoy some aspect of it. Right. Um, how else? Vision. What else has helped me to be consistent? Vision. Vision. This is huge. This is huge. Huge, huge, huge. I know I've said huge like a hundred times and I'm going to get into why it's huge. There has to be a big picture. Regarding fitness and exercise, the big picture has to be beyond just looking cute in a pair of jeans. One of the things that I did was to become a student of fitness. I wanted to understand how fitness would benefit me. I wanted to understand why certain foods were good for me and why others weren't. I wanted to understand my body, myself, how I reacted to things. I became, I became a student of fitness. The more knowledge I had about the benefits of fitness and of good health, the more committed I was to my goal, the more consistent I became in these habits that I was trying to form. So for instance, you know, I had the short-term goal of losing 15 kg by the time I was 40. But I have a longer-term goal of being a strong, fit grandmother that's rolling on the ground with her grandbabies. I have a longer-term goal, you know, not to retire from work that I love doing, you know, but to do it well into my retirement years, even if it's something I just do for fun, you know, these are things that I cannot do if I am not healthy, strong, and fit. But I've become a student. This has helped me to craft a vision for my life, for my health. Knowledge helps you craft those kind of visions. So gain knowledge so that you can have authentic vision you know you can have vision for your life that is backed by knowledge right by what is possible you know so please um, get that vision get that vision you know another thing that I did in getting that vision for myself was I exposed myself constantly to inspiration the kind of 
programs I watched, particularly in those early years of habit formation, the programs I watched on TV, the people I interacted with, the books I read, the people I followed on social media, the things I posted, everything was somehow related to the vision of this new life I was trying to live and this person I was trying to become. I became obsessed with it. And it wasn't an obsession that was unhealthy. It was a healthy kind of obsession. It wasn't an obsession that was trying to see me, you know, become skinny and all that. It was an obsession based on, on health, right? So that's something you need to do. Vision. Educate yourself so that you can get the vision for this new life you want to live. It's easy to fall off the wagon if the only reason why you want to lose weight is because you want to look nice in a size 8 pair of jeans. It's easy to fall off the wagon. But if your vision for weight loss is because you know that, if you know that, you know, working out and cardio and and could help you with your heart health. If you know that um, strength training will help build your bones and your muscles and, and prevent you from having arthritis in your older years, these are things that would encourage you to have this healthy lifestyle habits for the long haul. You know, fitness is not a, it's not a boss you ever come off of. You know, it's, it's permanent. It should be a lifelong goal to always be on a fitness journey on, on at some level or the other. So the vision, vision backed by knowledge, throw yourself into becoming a student of whatever it is you are trying to do. If it is business, become a student of business, right? If it is fitness, become a student of fitness. If it is podcasting, become a student of podcasting. And then you start to learn about the habits that will help you become better at whatever this bigger goal is, right? Um, last point here today is be your own hype man. Be your own cheerleader. Be your own encourager. Don't be that person who is constantly putting themselves down. The reason why this is important is because building habits is not something that happens in a minute. Whether you're trying to build a habit or you're trying to, you know, replace a habit. Like I said, you never quite get rid of a habit. It's the way the brain is wired. But you can replace it with another one. It takes time. I'm confident to talk about my journey now because I've been at it for five years, going on six now. It'll be six at the end of this year. <laughs> I'm confident because I've imbibed a lot of these habits, but it, it takes time. It takes time, and you have to be patient with yourself. You have to pat yourself at the back, reward yourself for the wins, for your small wins, reward yourself. And the thing about habits is that habits really is based on cues, routines, and rewards, right? Rewards is a very important part of habit formation. Your body needs to know and your mind needs to know that there is a reward for doing this thing. And then it is encouraged to keep doing it. A lot of these things are, you know, psychological, physiological, you know, science-based. It's the way the mind works. You know, I'm all about discipline, but sometimes you don't want to work against science, right? Work with science. So, 
in those early years of trying to get this habit of exercising regularly ingrained, you know, I had cheat days. I would say if I can be consistent with my running for a week, five days a week, on Sunday I would have a cheat day. My cheat days were controlled because I had knowledge. I didn't want to unravel everything that I had achieved during the week. But then I could have myself my favorite chocolate or I could have myself um, a day out with my friends. You know, I could have myself a plate of pasta, which is something that I never used to eat. You know, I wouldn't deny myself. I would reward myself. And this really helped me. You know, my, my reward system became a little bit more uh, mature. So sometimes I'll reward myself with another audiobook. Sometimes I'll reward myself with um, just taking myself out, you know, on a date. You know, if anybody had seen me going to the movies just by myself, that was me rewarding myself for probably um, finishing a routine or doing well at something. But I was deliberate about rewarding myself because it encouraged me to be more accountable to myself and to have something to look forward to. Be your own biggest champion. I constantly say to people that I am my biggest fan and my biggest critic. You need to be self-motivated, self-inspired. While you need people around you and deliberate about putting yourself in a community, finding a community of people that would inspire you and would help you and would encourage you, people who are on the same journey as well, I can't overemphasize how important that is. But there will be days when they won't be around. And the only person who will be available to encourage you will be you. There'll be days when the voices in your head are the only cheerleaders you have. The only way you can do that effectively is if you are deliberate about feeding your mind with positivity and falling in love with yourself all over again. So that's why the fitness journey is not a journey of putting down yourself. The fitness journey is one of constantly cheering yourself on whatever level of fitness or weight loss or whatever you are on. This is so important. And this has now become part of who I am. It wasn't who I was before. I wasn't that person who was so in love with themselves before. Like most teenagers, most young people, I struggled with that in my own early years. You know, but now I have become my biggest fan. I have embraced my flaws. I'm not in the fitness journey to be a size 6 or size 8 or to lose 15 kg anymore. I yo-yo like everybody else. We all do. But my commitment to fitness doesn't waver. It doesn't waver. And it, became, it came from these things that I have mentioned to you. So that's it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, recording this one because it's something that means so much to me. Like you already know, this podcast is really about us being wholesome people, both in business and in fitness. I don't want us to become those people that achieve all we want to achieve in our business, make all the money, and then we get to our retirement years and we're using that money for hospital bills. I want us to be wholesome people, to be wealthy in health as well, not just in monetary terms. But guess what? We can be in both. So do things you love. Embrace fitness. Healthy habits. Healthy lifestyles. The principles I've mentioned here, I've referenced my fitness journey because I know it's something many people 
struggle with people who have even hacked the business side of their life seem to struggle sometimes with the fitness so i've referenced that but these are science-backed principles that apply to any type of endeavor that we are trying to attain so go ahead and listen to this over and over and over again and see how you can adapt them to your life right um, I'm reading some books right now on habits formation and habit science and the power of habits. Um, so I'll encourage you to do the same. Um, there's a particular one I'm reading right now called um, The Power of Habits by Benjamin Chapin. I think you should all read that book. I've read a bit of it and it's some powerful stuff. But apart from this book, there are so many other articles and blog posts and books on habit formation. Commit yourself to reading or listening um, or, or in on any of these uh, materials. They will really help you in understanding how habits are formed and how our minds are wired. So that's it for today. Please listen over again and please share with your network. And please send me a message. Let me know how this podcast is helping you. Let me also know how this particular episode has resonated. I'll be back again next Thursday with another episode of Fat Transfer Talks with Tomi Rotimi. And I hope you'll tune in then as well. Thank you for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bar Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.